Good afternoon, Super Kicking with Stephen fans, your favorite host right here, the Greg over there, Stephen right here. Wow, what a week of wrestling. We have a brand new WWE champion to talk up. NXT completely rebooted themselves, I mean, from the ground up. So we'll talk that up. A lot of new names, new faces they're debuting. It's definitely a new time for NXT. So me and Greg, I can't wait to hear Greg's thoughts on that and uh, my thoughts on that. So also we saw some Dynamite stuff happen. We saw Rampage stuff. And then we saw the new WWE Champion show up on SmackDown last night because the brand split doesn't matter right now since we're not drafted teams yet. So there we go. Right, Greg? Yep, crazy stuff happening, man. But it's a good time to be a fan right now. How was your uh, Chargers? I didn't get to see if they won or not. I forgot. Since my Colts, you know, laid an egg, I kind of <laughs> stopped paying attention after that. So, yep, I know I'm the same way. But my Chargers went to Washington, got it done, and uh, looked real good in the process. I mean, the straight down the field on the first drive, okay. touchdown, Eckler. Uh, defense looked good. They were a little too fired up. You know, Bosa got a couple. Uh, he was in the backfield all night, but okay. uh, he got a couple penalties that, you know, cost him a field goal at least. But, uh, you know, that's the type of energy I want, though. Derwin looked good. He hasn't played in a long time. And uh, defense looking solid. They knocked out Fitzpatrick out of game in the second quarter. And okay. had the uh, backup Heineke come in. And, um, Dude was okay. He he led a couple, you know, scoring drives, and uh, he he rolled out there on Thursday. But that's just because they have a short week and there was not enough time to bring somebody else in. But um, dude looked decent. So he got the but, win uh, Thursday night too. That's right. That's the, right. So the Washington football team won. Who do you got this week? Uh, this week's the Cowboys. So okay. first week Washington. And this week, Cowboys, you know, we're going through the NFC East. Yeah. And uh, I expect the barn burner in that one, but uh, I still expect the Charger W. And then uh, my Colts get the Rams. <laughs> Not that uh, uh, get better. Any <laughs> yeah. Uh, the line, though, apparently was four, which a lot of people are like, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Because that seems like quite a, a small line. For yeah. where my Colts are at and where the Rams are at, especially if the Rams looked against the Bears and how my Colts looked against the um, Seahawks. So, yeah. And honestly, like Wentz didn't look that bad. I think it was just they were overwhelmed everywhere else. Um, well, now, looking at it, that Wentz is a lot better quarterback than uh, uh, what well, we had the, the Dalton that uh, yeah, they yeah. went against in the first the first one. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they so get we'll for that. We'll see, because, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting much. And it's at home. So, like, can you imagine? Yeah. We might be 0-2 at home <laughs> and 0-2 and, and then head to ten- or, uh, headed to Tennessee, and they could be 0-2. So, yeah, what a what a way to maybe start off your season. But um, I think Frank Wright has usually won the next game off a loss or something. There was a streak – they had going like uh, they hadn't lost two in a row, but uh, I think they did last year at some point. So we'll see where they go. I'm not, like I said, not holding up marriage hope, but uh, let's just get into Monday Night Raw because, Greg, I'm going to start the end uh, because, you know, it's the biggest story right now. 
It is Big E cashing in on Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lashley tweaked the knee, so he just got he just beat Randy Orton. You know, good fifteen minute. They they gave them all the time in the world. I thought for a TV match, so I thought that was kind of good to see because then it gave you that out like, oh, you know, Lashley just went through war, war through Orton. You know, now Big E and. All day, Big E kept saying, I'm going to cash in, I'm going to cash in. And I was like, why is it so obvious? Because you know how we are with Money in the Bank. Like Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, sorry, came out at the end of Raw or, you know, the end of that women's match and cashes in. Or, you know, Seth Rollins in the middle of freaking WrestleMania (laughs) or the end of WrestleMania. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, Dolph Ziggler the night after WrestleMania. I mean, not very often, you know, guys call their shot ahead of time. Like Rob Van Dam. And John Cena, I think the only two who asked for a match, like physically asked for, you know, asked for a match because of it. I thought for Big E, it would have made more sense just because the character he's created. But, you know, he called a shot in a way. So, and I, you know, I kept thinking something's going to happen, Greg. It, the cash-in isn't going to count. Lashley's going to beat him anyway. Like, and then they pulled the trigger on it. And then, you know, Big E wins and I'm happy for him, though, because last night you heard you deserve it. You know, there was tons of tweets from superstars congratulate him. So you know that in backstage, like they, they, you know, they said the morale got a little boost because of that, just because it seemed like morale was on the low end. So kudos, you know, kudos to Biggie. And just to think where Biggie's come from, you know, I, I've always brought up Xavier Woods, you know, but Biggie, he joked. Uh, he was with, um, you know, when he accidentally hit AJ, he thought, oh man, I'm dead. Like, cause you know, that, that could have taken her out. Luckily she's a, she's a pretty tough cookie. So she took it, but, uh, you know, that stuff with, you, you know, Ziggler, I, I just didn't know where that would go. And I mean, coming full circle down, you know, would we ever thought Greg that biggie, you know, I, it's hard to remember he was NXT champion. I think a lot of people forget he was that. So now he's WWE champion, and I don't know how long it'll be. I hope it's a long, you know, not like a year or two, whatever, but six, seven months, I think, would be a good solid run for him, especially where it's looking. So, uh, yeah, Greg, let me have your own thoughts on Big E, your new WWE champion. It just feels weird to even say that still. I know. It's crazy. Um, I uh, was out Monday night, so I didn't get to – see it happen live but um there was it speaks to the energy and the passion of the fans because um i could pretty much timestamp the moment it happened because my phone blew up um twitter notifications and facebook notifications and um since i was busy i wasn't uh, thinking about the uh passion in or anything like that but as soon as i looked down at my notifications and i saw all these congratulations to big e i was like oh okay so that happened so you know it had already been kind of about the cat been out of the bag but mm-hmm. it's a, i figure at least i can go and see how it happened so um i'm loving it love biggie love biggies for a long time um and it's uh, definitely a new day in on uh, Monday Night Raw. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm excited for 
Uh, I, like I've told you before, I've listened to every episode of the New Day podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that uh, that came out that they were doing a podcast as a thing, I was like, okay, I'm in. And mm-hmm. those first episodes were amazing. I couldn't stop laughing. It's a great thing to do because I drive a lot, so I listen to it in the car. And um, it's the most entertaining thing I listen to uh, all week. And um, so th- usually when title changes and things like that happen, there's usually about a week lag between when they actually mention it on um, on the show. But I think most of that was because of the pandemic and um, them doing recording multiple episodes at once so you wouldn't so you would get that lag, but now that we're back live, they're touring, they're on the road, they're together, that um, we're going to get real-time uh, New Day podcasts on Monday. So I'm excited to see what they're going to say. Um, but the after actually seeing it, it was, uh, I loved that he did it. Orton and Lashley had a banger of a match. And then I could see the setup with uh, Lashley, uh, choke slamming Randy through a table and then looking like he tweaked his knee while he was doing it. And I was like, okay, there's the setup. And of course, he comes out and succeeds in cashing in. So, and I was watching for it. The pop was great. And um, you could tell everybody was into it. And just like I said before, the flood, the little flood of. Uh, congratulations that came out on all the social medias and uh, I'm not heavy into you know the social media stuff but just seeing all those notifications you know made me happy because it said a lot I think it says a lot about how he's perceived and now when does Xavier Woods get his WWE title reign (laughs) (laughs) a couple more years you know he you know Greg he's lost half his the party crew on up, up, down, down. So he needs something, man. Because, uh, yeah, Adam Cole's gone. Tyler Breeze as you know, one of his best friends, I guess, other than New Day. You know, Tyler Breeze was the guy that they teamed up together in FCW, and they held it. I think they even roomed together for a bit. So uh, now we have no longer the party for Uno, uh, which, like I said, if you ever get a chance, Craig, a good hour and a half of uh, YouTube watching. It's just so fun to see them play Uno. They've done live Uno, so they had card Uno, and they've done like online. Nice. Um, so it's it's kind of fun to see that on, and that was on Wednesday. So now, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that will no longer be happening just because of you know different companies. So still curious to see where Tyler Breeze ends up if he does end up anywhere. But yeah, I thought um, Kofi Xavier sprinting. I mean, that's the fastest <laughs> fastest I've seen them <laughs> right. run, and you know it seemed like. It, you know, and that, like you said, now I want to check out that podcast to see how they will bring it up. And I mean, you could just tell, you know, they were in it from day one together. Like either we're yeah. all going to make it or we're going to, we are all going to fail and they're just going to have to kick us all out. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're going to ride together or die together. And right. to think that Bad now we got, life. <laughs> exactly now, and now we got Monday night happening. We're going to have new day against the bloodline and some people are like well why do you do it why not do it now i think you have to keep the momentum going with what's going on you know especially with aw putting up numbers now some of their ratings are starting to rival raw 
And that's, you know, that's got to be telling. So I think now you just got to start putting the, you know, pay-per-views are still important. But at the same time, TV is probably more important now. I, you know, because what's going to be the next contract coming up? TV contracts. You know, pay-per-view you always have, I think. Yep. Even if you don't have it on Peacock, you might go to Fight TV or you might go to some, like, there'll be always an avenue for that. But TV, you know, if you're not showing the ratings, who's to say USA or NBC or um, Fox doesn't say, okay, we're done. <laughs> and, you know, they have to go somewhere else. And, maybe you know, so I think you've got to get, you know, the bloodline versus New Day. That probably should make a van on Monday Night Raw. That's going to be like like the kids say a banger of a match because you know you yeah. got pretty much the top guys right now happening. So yeah, your boy might have to go and uh, be in the building because I did not know that this show was going to be in Raleigh. Oh, uh, this, okay. Like, I don't even know where. Yeah, I never know where it's at much. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I only heard it. I, was, I just finished watching this SmackDown uh, broadcast about half an hour ago, okay. and. Uh, they were saying that that Raw is in Raleigh. I'm like, what? And how uh, far is that from you? Two and a half hours. So okay. that's that's one in New Day podcast and one uh, Sports Center podcast. So let's uh, <laughs> might have to make the journey down and uh, there. go see that. Yeah. And I'm going November 15th. It's here in Indy. We'll have Raw here. So that'll be kind of fun to finally be back to see wrestling. I'll feel like yeah. some normalcy. I've seen music. Now I need to see wrestling. And then I'll feel like, okay, yes, the pandemic's still happening, but I still feel like I'll have some real life stuff. So, um, well, some other things happened on Raw. We also had Charlotte defeating Shayna Baszler. The big story there was Charlotte now has her own doll <laughs> named Charlie, which, of course, Greg, is more than Lily on the WWE shop and is officially available <laughs> on the WWE shop. Wow. So, you know... Shayna Baszler and Charlotte put up a good fight. It's all about Nia Jax and Shayna. I think we'll see them fight on, you know, Monday night. Just kind of let that play out. So um, what do you think about the match between Shayna and Charlotte? And then what do you think, you know, with the whole Charlie doll, Greg? Well, it's just the setup to to get to the Alexa part. Um, the match was what it was. Uh, I wasn't very impressed by it, but... Um, I'm happy with it just because it finally put the nail in the coffin with Nia and Shayna. No more tag team. Thank goodness. Done with Until them. next week. Oh. <laughs> right? Well, Until they, go they can fight Travis. each other. They'll both on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, if, if if they team up again, I'm going to be, you know, I'm already halfway to uh, skipping through their segments as it is. Yeah. So um, I know this, this was the setup to do another wrinkle in the Charlotte Alexa story and the Nia versus Shayna story. So it served its purpose. I thought the uh, segment with Charlotte and Alexa and the, the Charlie doll was <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, everybody knew it was in the box. You know, all you're missing is Brad Pitt yelling, what's in the box? In the box? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then ahead. Oh wait, spoiler. Sorry, in case you haven't seen it, <laughs> twenty or yeah. thirty some years down the road, <laughs> <laughs> right? And the uh, yeah, it looks just like Charlotte with the uh, the blonde hair, the robe, and uh, the teeth. It was, 
It was too funny. <laughs> yep. The teeth. So does WWE teeth. have like they must have a whole line of all the um the the women superstars. So whenever Alexa Bliss can go against somebody, they'll just have that doll ready. Maybe they have a Shayna one ready and Nia Jax and Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Charlotte Charlie doll. Uh, and then Charlie Caruso, remember our former uh backstage announcer is like, oh, it, it seems like people still remember me because everybody kept tweeting at her about the Charlie doll since uh, <laughs> now she's ran off to bigger and bas- uh, better pastures on right. ESPN and first take. And uh, her her take, I think she does as well with uh, some podcasts with two other women. So, yeah, she's uh, she's all over ESPN. Um, here's also another match we got, Greg. We thought this would happen at Extreme Rules, but it didn't. It happened on Marl. So Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders defeated General Hall and his crew. Not a bad match, you know. I I don't know where this is going as usual because do we do Drew and Gender at Extreme Rules? Because yet, Greg, we haven't heard any Extreme Rules stipulation to any matches yet, even though we're getting Extreme Rules in a week from Sunday. So we need to we need to maybe uh, add something to these matches. But do you think we see Drew and Gender go at it at Extreme Rules, or or where in the heck is this whole feud going? Uh. Hopefully, to or do we want it to go anywhere? <laughs> the pre-show. No, we don't want it to go anywhere. Yeah, it should be on the kickoff show, so we won't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's well, tired. I know they they got to reshuffle Drew and you know send him over to SmackDown, but yes, that's you know, probably most needed. The, I think we've talked about that. I think Drew needs that to kind of. I I, mean, I feel like he still brings it, but you got to think mentally, he's probably done like on Raw, because it just keeps going to the same things. And, you know, I think he needs those new faces on SmackDown, you know, especially if you really – hopefully they don't switch too many, you know, back and forth, like really give faces moving. So, um, you know, like you said, if they do it on the pre-show, that's fine. You know, kick off the night, get the crowd going. So Um, Jeff Hardy, I guess after the internet, decided he deserved more Greg. Uh, I don't know if we really talked about that much, but apparently the internet was abuzz with um, Jeff Hardy deserving more. And I tweeted out, if this was Jeff Hardy like 10 years ago, okay, he shouldn't be in a 24-7 title chase segment. But I'm sorry, it's Jeff Hardy like now. Does he need to be chasing WWE title? No. Like this probably with um, Damian Priest is where he should be. You know, kind of in that mid-card, putting over guys, you know. And he even commented saying, hey, I go to work. I do what I'm told. You know, I. you have to wonder if he's kind of mentally checked out. <laughs> and maybe he's thinking AAW, AAW, you know, not necessarily to get back with Matt, but probably to run with the young guns there. So if his contract comes up, are we going to be surprised if he leaves? No. I mean, honestly, at this rate, um, it'll probably be sooner rather than later at this point. So, but Greg, I agree. I feel like this, you know, this segment was where he, he was needed, but uh, kind of give me your own thoughts. You know, what did you, like I said, I don't remember if we brought it up, but I know the internet was like, oh my God, he deserves better. <laughs> uh, do you think he yeah. deserves better? Yeah. They're, they're running around chasing the 24 seven title. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I agree with you that uh, he doesn't need to be in the world title picture. He doesn't need to 
uh, you know, the, that mid card is about his his playing ground right now. That's yeah. you know, he's he's been there, done that. He's been at the mountaintop. He's had like the biggest moments uh, that you can ask for uh, as a performer in this business, and you know, his his legacy is set. He's done. So yeah. um, now it's time to you know, like the guys will say when they get older, to give back to the younger guys. You know, give them the rub. You know, let them. You know, raise their raise their profile a little bit just by being in the ring with them. Um, and that's what you can say for for Priest. He's doing a lot better being in the ring with Jeff. They had a good match. Nothing wrong with it. And um, at this point in WWE, there's nothing left for Jeff to do. Um, yeah. Now, if he's he, going through the motions, you could just tell too. I don't think there's really anything behind what he's doing anymore. Right, and I think WWE has kind of stunted that creative uh, flow yeah, probably, of his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to see him, you know, jump over to AEW and do something with Matt again, or create a whole new persona, which you know he's good at. Yes. Um, do indie stuff and, you know, get his fire back. But I think his fire has pretty much been snuffed out by WWE creative. And he's just, like he said, just doing what he's told and not rocking the boat. But everybody, whenever he comes out, he's going to get that love. He's going to get that respect from the fans. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't expect to see much from him on WWE television. He got his old song back, so he should be happy about that. Because Drew McIntyre still fighting for broken dreams, <laughs> so we're we're <laughs> yep. still trying to get that back. Um, and they are going to Europe soon, so I kind of hope that they give Drew broken dreams there. You know, maybe in Scot, like if they're at Scotland or you know, like over there. I feel like that makes more sense. So um, I'm going to call these matches back to back because we had Nikki Ash defeat Tamina, even though Tamina took her out anyway, and then of course Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia because you know. Why not? And, you know, Tegan and um, Shotzi. See, I forgot her name because they haven't been on TV. Uh, we still think they should be the tag team contenders, champion contenders. But it looks like we're going to get Rhea and Nikki against Tamina and Natalia. Greg, are they going to win it? Because it just feels like they are. And Tegan and Shotzi shouldn't be the contenders. They should be the champions. They should be the champions. They've already beat uh, Tamina and Natalia three times. Yes. And so I don't know why they haven't even already gone and pulled the trigger on them if they're already having to beat the champions so many times and -hmm. just throwing Nikki and um, Rhea into the mix and doing the whole odd couple nonsense again. um, It's just dumb. I mean... You, you try. You were giving, you know, the newcomers the push, which is justified. You know, new faces, um, something we haven't seen, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're getting all the wins on the champs, but you're not giving them a title match. So I don't get the whole three-way dance that these guys are doing makes no sense. So we should finally just do a tornado for the championship. All three teams get over with, and Shotzi and Tegan should should come win. out on top. Yep. Yeah. I I mean I hope they go that route, but it's looking more and more like we're gonna get 
um, Nikki and Rhea against Tamina and Natalia at Extreme Rules. And and I think you got to pull the trigger there because Natalia, Tamina, they got their feel-good moment <laughs> way late. You know, they still should have won it at WrestleMania, and they didn't. So whatever that, you know, the tag tag team for the women is, uh, yeah, it's on uh, life support on both brands, <laughs> NXT yeah. 2.0 and um, the women's. They, they probably just need to combine it back. You know, I hope the brand split does that, but it probably won't. So we'll see. Uh, next up, we had AJ Styles almost. Mason T-Bar defeat the New Day. Mansoor Mustafa Ali almost gets the win for the team. Really good match. I thought even Mason T-Bar held their own. You know, good eight-man match that really gave everybody time to shine. So uh, any thoughts on that match there, Greg? I hate eight-mans. They're never good. They haven't been good since, unless it's War Games or, you know, the old-school eight-mans back in the territory days. They're just a giant cluster. So, you know, everybody gets a little high spot, but it wasn't anything special to me. So that was my bathroom break match there. I didn't even watch half of it. Yeah. Uh, Then Dewdrop defeated Eva Marie. And, you know, we're still getting them feuding. And, you know, Dewdrop, I think she's slowly getting over with the crowd. She's trying to do this thing. Almost feels like uh, Emily or Emma back in the day when Emma used to do that. So I don't know if they're just trying to make her, you know, Emma light, but it does seem like the crowd's getting behind Dewdrop. Uh, has Eva Marie won any matches since coming back, Craig? Cause I feel like she hasn't. Her <laughs> no. and Selena need a battle of the losers and then somebody can pick up a win. Hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. Valentine Emma or see now you put Emma on my brain because I was so in love with Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time Eva won a match is when Dewdrop was wrestling for her. And won for her. That's true. Right. So, um, you know, further storyline have, you know, Dewdrop, you know, beat up Eva. See, now, Do you think Dewdrop's getting over or not? Yeah, she is. It, it's she just is. a slow burn, it seems like. I think yeah, it would have, like, we kept. I think she needs to really set herself apart somehow, and I don't think she's done that yet, but probably needs to take this feud with Eva to move on from that and see what she can do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And then we talked about uh, Orton and Lashley. I thought, you know, for a TV match, that 15, you know, 13, 15 minute range, just both going at it. And then Big E cashes in, and that is <laughs> Monday night. I mean, really, the Big E moment just kind of like, Wiped everything away. That was the feel-good moment of the week. So, um, yeah. So let's do a quick commercial break so we can talk up, Greg, NXT 2.0 as they're uh, going by now. <laughs> no more black and gold brand. No more NXT, NXT 2.0. Uh, I bet the the show over on uh, AEW is feeling really happy that now the NXT is 2.0 because that's what they go by as well. So there we go. Uh, But let's get some elite performance talk to get that going.
All righty, Greg, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on NXT, the reboot, the re, I mean, everything ground up. I say some first takeaways just before we get to them because uh, there was a lot of new faces. So we'll have to try to remember all the new faces they had come out as well. I thought the look is better. I feel I can actually see the fans and I like the, the seating of the fans. I thought it, it spaced them out well. You could really see people. The color really helps. I think it makes them pop a little bit more. I do think as well, you debuted way too many people. It almost feels like, you know, a main event show where we're just like, hey, we'll just throw these guys out there and girls out there and, you know, let's have at it. Um, and then we'll get into it. But uh, I can't wait to hear the new name change for Rick Steiner's son. I have my own thoughts on it, Greg, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. But let's get an overall view. It's going to take some getting used to. Uh, that's how I'm looking at it, you know, to try to learn these new faces, take in what they want to do now, because it does feel like legit that they want to do um, up-and-coming people versus some established NXT people. If, if that, you know, and we'll see where that goes. I mean... Uh, so, Greg, what are your kind of first takeaways on NXT 2.0? I don't like it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Short and sweet, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I agree with you in the sense that the, uh, the new building is much better, definitely better than CWC. Um, brightening it up so you can see the fans, you can see the interaction better. Uh, much better, where it seemed like they were fighting in a jail cell in uh, the CWC with all the plexiglass and the chain link, and like you can see three people peering in from Which is the cool. other side. I think if you want to do an event there, like event style type thing, like you know whatever you want to call it, prison, <laughs> prison rules yeah. or something, you know, like some some event. But the fact that we just, like you said, I mean, you could barely see fans. Especially right. if you had a fan with like a black mask on. Well, good luck trying to see them. Like, so, uh, <laughs> but anyway, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I, but, yeah, go ahead. But, uh, so, so that's the positives that I, that I saw out of it. The building looks good. The, the setup looks good. The little horseshoe thing they're doing, um, brighten it up so you can see the interactions. And, um, it, doesn't have the NXT feel to it though. Hmm. Um, and I compare it to the first time I watched NXT. Um, I don't know what season it was because I, I missed the first couple, two, three years maybe. Um, but as soon as I watched that first episode, even though I had not seen a single performer, um, before that full cell crowd, they were so into it. They were so knowledgeable. I knew instantly who was over. I knew who the big deal was. And this is back when um, the four horse women were still doing their thing down there. Um, Enzo and Cass, uh, Blake and Murphy with the Let's of Bliss. Um, and the, the star power was, was just crazy. And these were people that we hadn't seen before. They were just, you know, getting their start. Um, but the matches were amazing. And 
it felt different, felt new, and it felt like a throwback to the old school. You know, me, you being old school guys, loving the the territory days of mm-hmm. world class championship wrestling, NWA, WCW, going back all the way back to then. The long term storytelling that they did yeah. was so good. The payoffs were so good, and uh, I fell in love with it instantly from from seeing it. A huge difference from then watching that first NXT match five years ago, I'll say, to this new 2.0 where you just uh, transition to a new building, change the color scheme, change the sense that I don't sense that it's still the stars of tomorrow more than these are all the guys that are working out trying to make their name now and they're going to have some matches. Um, so it, it feels like if you're going to go to a minor league baseball game, yeah, you know, I can gonna see, see going to see, you know, a 15 to 13 game because these pitchers are not good. You're going to see um, lots of scoring because these hitters are good. And they've just played against minor league talent and everything is on a smaller scale. So they up the theatrics, they throw more gimmicks into um, the how they showcase it to keep your eye on something um, so you don't leave. And that's kind of how this feels. It feels kind of minor league. It feels like they really flipped the switch from, um, you know, putting over the guys you know, the um, – the quality of the matches are going down, and I have nothing against um, the stars of tomorrow. The new people that we're going to be seeing five years from now in the main event of WrestleMania, um, holding titles on Raw or SmackDown, I have no problem with that. But the way they're doing it, I don't like it. The, it, like you said, it's too many people at once. You can't get that emotional attachment to those people. Um, there needs to be a tiering of all these new faces so we can acclimate to it and have a chance to get some emotional investment behind these guys. Because mm-hmm. if you do it all at once, it's all going to get lost in a shuffle. We're not going to care about anybody. So um, that's the big issue I have with him because I lost count of how many new people I saw. And, um, you know, they're, they're all fish in a barrel. At this point, so you know, you showcase two, three, you know, per week because you have enough people to to do this type of rollout for an indeterminate amount of time, and you get us used to them that way, not drop twenty people on us in one show, and then go, this is the new NXT. Um, so I'm not a fan of the way they're doing it. I I hope it turns out to be something. But as of right now, I'm not a fan of it. Well, isn't that interesting to kind of jump ahead to the last event of the night, the last match? I won't say main event because, Greg, we know what the main event was. Uh, yep. The lovely wedding segment. But <laughs> so we said all that, and you think it's a brand new start, and then you put Champ as your new champion. So I feel like that was kind of backwards. Like, 
yes, Pete Dunn's been there for a while. Kyle Riley's been there. And then we threw in, you know, the um, Vaughn. What's his name again? I need to look it up. Vaughn Wagner. Um, Wagner, which makes me think of the at Michigan basketball player back in the uh, back in the day. Uh, I think he's in the NBA now. But anyways, uh, he got thrown in because you know LA Knight or LA Knight was in there as well. Uh, who got taken out? Oh, Kyle Riley got taken out. Sorry. Yeah. So. It should have been one of those three, not Champa, right? I mean, that's kind of weird. Like, you're introducing everything new, and then you have Champa, who's now going to be a two-time champion. And I guess it makes sense because he's the old guard. So whoever you're building up for him is going to be the next big thing, you know, booked as the next big thing to beat him. So, and of course, we already have Braun Breaker at the end of the night, you know, stepping up and looking at him like, okay, I want you. So... You know, not a bad match. It was weird that the wedding <laughs> main evented because the wedding actually happened other than Beth Phoenix stepping in to officiate, which was kind of fun. I thought, you know, the crowd wanted Damian Priest, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess Damian Priest wanted to celebrate afterwards. But, yeah. Um, but our new NXT champion, which I hope Samoa Joe could still come back and wrestle, he doesn't need to be champion tech, you know, like we've said before, but um, now Tommaso Champa is your new NXT 2.0 champion. So how do you feel about that booking, Greg? Because like I said, I think if you're going to start all fresh, then give it to Pete Dunn. Give it to Vaughn Break, you know, Wagner, who's your brand new guy. Give it to um, LA Knight, you know, but it was weird that we went the route that we did. Yeah, I was thrown off a little bit by um, them putting LA Knight in a match at the beginning of the night. And um, I thought I loved the segment at the beginning of it where uh, he and Braun Breaker face off. And, um, you know, so he essentially calls it out, goes, I'll show you, you know, how we do it here. And, um, you know, goes on to lose the match. But, uh, you know, knowing what they're going for with this new reboot, I'll tell you straight up, if Von Wagner had won that match, I would stop watching NXT just yeah, I mean, cold yeah, turkey. I mean. <laughs> There's no way you can tell me that he is better than Champa, LA Knight, and Kyle O'Reilly. Or, or mm-hmm. um, well, the third guy. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. So yeah. that definitely, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Um, even though they they had a moment at the end of the match where it almost happened, so I'm sure they teased it just to kind of get a rise out of you, and then you know it turns out the way it should. And happen. they have to feel pretty high on him if they put him in that match, though. So I right. wonder if we'll see some good stuff for him down the road. Yeah, I hope so. But down the road, um, yes. <laughs> and then as far as the guy who actually won. Um, you know me, I wanted L.A. Knight to win so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if him getting busted up had anything to do with him. They did a little course correct in, during the match. But uh, you see him took a bump and his place turned into the Crimson Mask, like uh, J.R. used to say. He was uh, he hard made in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the ref gets out the towel and starts dabbing you up, that uh, yeah. something went not horribly good. wrong. Yeah. So um, the fact that Champa won, you know, during to the 
they fed into that storyline all through the show. Goldie has been gone on for a couple of weeks. Um, so I get it. I like it. And like you said, you're going to need the old guard there to usher in the new guard. And when uh, whoever the new guy is that takes him down is going to be in the King of Mountain and, you know, prove to himself that, you know, he is worthy. So I get it why they put um, Champa in that position. Uh, I would have been perfectly fine with Pete Dunn winning too. Um, but he seems to be, it would be a great match between those two. So um, I'm cool with either one of them winning winning it. But um, I, Champa's the guy I wanted to win once I saw uh, LA Knight get hurt. So I was fine with the finish. And you wondered if the LA Knight like like you said at the beginning of the night, seemed like maybe it could have been a deep, you know, like a red herring. Oh, he lost, but he's gonna win the big one. So then, you know, yeah. Braun still has a chance. But yeah, we'll see where I mean, like we said, I think LA Knight needs to go to the main roster at this point. I know he's only been there down a short time, but I feel like he's ready for it. You know, it's kind of like Damian Priest. I wonder if he'll be better suited up there. Um, just to kind of, you know, make his name known. Uh, how about the wedding, Greg? <laughs> Anything to hey. we have we have our first official wedding that happened. I mean, there hey. was no shenanigans, so it happened just like I called it last week. You did. That, uh, yep. it wasn't going to get ruined by an enemy. It's going to, the whole thing was for so the honeymoon thing. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to get the honeymoon out there. Well, that would be a funny segment. We did. I mean, remember Drake somewhat. Maverick lost 24-7 title in his in his hotel room, so you never know. True, but it never <laughs> had to consummate his marriage. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the whole thing hinged on Dexter Loomis finally speaking words that we could all hear. Um, and like I said, going all the way back to, and I've been watching this guy since Impact when he was the same character, same look, same clothes, same everything. I don't think even, no, I hope he showered in that amount of time. Um, <laughs> Sam Shaw and, you know, still stalker gimmick, still bug eyed, never blinking, um, and stalking a redhead. Uh, I, I want to say it was Maria Canellas. I may have been wrong, but um, there was somebody on the Impact roster that he was obsessive about, and he still never spoke a word in his years in Impact. Got the same gimmick over to NXT. Never hasn't spoken a word in what's it been two years since he's been on the uh, NXT yeah, roster. So all this time we've been watching him, he's never spoken a word. So. Um, and that was the big thing is he actually going to speak. And so, um, I, I popped like crazy when he finally covered Beth's mic and that so he spoke and he goes, mm -hmm. I, and everybody had great reactions to us in there. All the wrestlers who were the court, um, mm -hmm. all their eyes get big and the draws hit the floor. And when he says do the whole crowd goes nuts. Mm -hmm. So there's your big payoff, you know, more so than them getting married. Dexter Loomis speaking a sentence uh, into a microphone that we can all hear. So, you know, it just shows that uh, 
you know, if, that we're all, you know, fans at the end of the day. We we all love the uh, the theater of it. Um, not, maybe not everybody watching him in the Impact and everything, but you know, we've been watching his NXT run the whole time, and you know, seeing him draw the caricatures and you know, acting without words for so long that it was cool to finally see him say something, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Orange Cassidy or in the AEW. It went a long time before we heard him speak a single word. And mm-hmm. then he seems like the smartest, smartest guy in the room. So um, it'd be fun to see where it goes from there. But, you know, that pop, that payoff, when he had finally said I do was crazy. I had to rewatch it two, three times just because of the explosion from the crowd was so great. So, you know, you got to love it. And I take credit for bringing Austin Theory back to NXT yes, because I did. spoke that into existence. <laughs> so, and I think that's where I think that's where he's needed. I don't, you know, he had wrestled some dark matches. I think one or two dark matches. I I think he definitely needs to stay in NXT and you know keep learning under Gargano and Candice and you know working with Indy and kind of you know now you have Dexter Loomis in that whole way family. So yeah, let him keep working his own in his craft down there. Maybe in a year, you know, maybe six to months a year, he can try his wares again, maybe after WrestleMania, you know, on the main roster, but we'll kind of yeah. see where he goes. Um, how about some other things, Greg, the Creed brothers looked good again. Uh, we also had Ridge Holland defeat Drake Maverick. How about the new goth Mandy Rose? Are you, are you <laughs> down with the brunette, Greg? Because I still think she looks good as hell, so I think I'm yeah. fine with it. it. It took me... I was still staring at the screen because it didn't look like her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine what a, a hair color will do, but she'd gone from being like the brightest woman in the room because her hair is like, is like looking into the sun. Mm-hmm. And then you... It's, go completely opposite, tone it all the way down as brown as brown can be and, you know, change her gear into all darks and it doesn't even look like the same woman. So mm-hmm. um, she fits in better with, with Gigi and JC. the other check. JC, yeah. yeah. Um, Wasn't so, that weird that they made her fit in with them instead of maybe them trying to like, I think they believe more in the two younger women and maybe, yeah. you know, just Mandy Rose is kind of there for a veteran presence. Like we keep talking about, um, yeah. but yeah. So, um, and I think now I wonder if her ring work will change a little bit, you know, does she get maybe more aggressive and, you know, bring something different to the table because of that. So we'll, we'll kind of see um, Carmelo Hayes introduced trick Williams that segment was real weird too, wasn't it? Like they were trying to push Carmelo as a heel. I don't think it was working though. So we'll have to kind of see that play out more. Is that how you were feeling, Greg? Or did you feel like it was working? Well, no, I, I figured he came out as a baby face and they turned him heel in the segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, tricks kind of the, um, the enabler, the old, yeah. the uh, the old best friend, who, in uh, you know, before he made it, 
you know, they used to run the streets together and uh, maybe do some things that were not uh, very good. Um, yeah. You know, kind of hoodlums kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, like find a street cred back again. Right. And so he's, he's without saying the words, he's kind of calling himself, you know, you're being too nice, you're being too, yeah. you know, and so he's he's kind of egging them on. I've seen where it's going, and um, so they're just turning him heel during that segment. And it's it was I didn't think it was smart to do it against Duke Hudson because he's already a heel. Um, yeah, that's yeah. So at least try to double turn them and make Hudson a face. It doesn't make sense that they would do it with him as opposed to any other baby face that could have walked out from back there. I mean, Odyssey Jones, they just had a match with him to uh, get his contract. I mean, why not use him? So, unless they're trying to turn Duke Hudson also, uh, I didn't get why they would use him. Um, But I see that the object was to turn Carmelo heel. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think it, you know, halfway through the segment, they tried changing it up, and then he was supposed to announce, you know, possibly who he's going to what? Because he had that contract, and then he never announced who he was going to face. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I guess we'll see that another time." Um, B Fab, I thought looked pretty good in the ring. I'm I'm really excited for her and um, Electra Lopez to kind of see what they'll do together. As far as that's concerned, uh, any thoughts on B Fab, Greg, getting her in ring debut finally? Um, I was fine. Uh, happy to see her. You know, get her match. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think the match was that good. So you sure if it looked a little clunky, but you know maybe it's jitters, maybe it was you know just let's get it in and get it over with, and you know push the narrative with Electra. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing. I mean, if she looks wise, she she jumps off the screen, but yeah, uh, talent wise, I didn't see anything that was it's gonna that take impressive. her a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen were going against Imperium. They lost, but, you know, we're pushing these new names. But let's just get to that beginning match, Greg, because <laughs> the Internet, you know, and I love social media. I love it because they were all abuzz that Rick Steiner's son has a new name, and they can't believe the audacity that NXT WWE would have to take off the Steiner name. And I'm thinking, first off, Greg, it's Rick Steiner's son. Like, we're not talking Charlotte Flair. <laughs> we're not even talking, you know, The Rock's daughter. Like, if they just say, oh, she's not The Rock's daughter. You know, let's face it. Scott Steiner was the bigger Steiner brother. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, giving, I think he, I forget what he went by originally, but Braun Breaker, you know, new name, whatever. Um, you know, looked pretty good against LA Knight. The name change, though, I'm like, eh. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal as internet as Twitter made it to be. I guess there's a lot of Rick Steiner fans apparently that I just didn't know existed, Greg, because <laughs> they just thought it was a travesty to take this guy's name and you know, like we've never seen it before. <laughs> you know, we we come to expect guys are going to get girls are going to get name changes, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to be completely different because what does WWE need to do? They need to trademark it. <laughs> You know, if you keep if you let him keep the name he's been using, 
well, they can't have that because <laughs> he has it. So it is what it is, you know. I and then to give him the end of the night. So obviously they believe him and him, regardless of the name, you know. So I think I think fans should be happy he was featured at the start of the night and the end of the night. Cause like we said, this is a whole new NXT. You know, you're we're really seeing new faces that are gonna step up. So um any thoughts, Greg, on the name change? For you know, apparently, Mr. Popular, Rick Steiner's son. <laughs> um, see, this is where you know, getting some vignettes, some little teasers would have come in handy because we um, don't know who he is, <laughs> right? Um, I remember reading something maybe weeks ago that Rick Steiner's son was in developmental, but I didn't know what he looked like, I didn't care enough to go and look at his picture or whatever. And, you know, Braun Breaker, just another, you know, meathead. And I don't know that he's Rick Steiner's son. And it doesn't click in for me until he's having his match with uh, L.A. Knight and they drop the dog-faced gremlin reference. Mm -hmm. And so naturally when they say that, first thing you think of is Rick Steiner and like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So I get it when they did that, but, you know, you could have, you know, hyped up his arrival just by giving us a couple vignettes, a couple um, teasers, because people would be interested. People, you know, our age remember Rick Steiner, you know, love the Steiner brothers, and it maybe have brought some more eyes to it. Um, Well, some of us love the Steiner brothers. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't care. I'll be honest, Craig. I didn't care for them at all. Like, <laughs> like, because eh, I think I caught Raw at the tail end of what their run was. And then once they went to, uh, well, I said NWO, but once they went to WCW, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, you know, Scott Steiner, you know, you talk about looking like a meathead. <laughs> Scott Steiner looks like the biggest, you yeah. know, who knows what's in his body. <laughs> That's all, you know, we always talk about <laughs> what's in the vaccine. I would, my question would be like, what is in his body? Because nobody's body is that, you know, that genetic freak <laughs> like that. A lot of that's not normal. I, you know, maybe at the beginning, it, you know, back in his Michigan days and, you know, back in Raw days. But once he hit the NWO, yeah. Greg, there was a, there had to be something. Somebody had to be sticking something in him or it was him doing himself because, <laughs> he had veins popping out. I didn't even know you had, had existed. Right. It's like when Lashley has the weird veins pop out. I'm like, there's some, you know, there's got to be, or like The Rock now. Like, <laughs> The Rock's trying to tell us this is all natural. You know, I'm looking at myself at 40, and I'm like, there's no way that that's natural. Because, <laughs> but, um, so you were, were you a big Steiner fan, though, Greg, back in the day? Um, I enjoyed the Steiners. Um, okay. They were fun to watch, and especially when they got into big matches with the Road Warriors or, yeah. okay. um, you know, the Midnight Express, when they had, like, those big, high-profile matches, I was yeah. there for it. Um, my little brother, his favorite wrestler was Rick Steiner. Okay. And um, so uh, we loved the, the, the Steiner craziness, and thinking about it afterwards – the way that uh, Brian came out in that first segment with LA Knight and 
you know, he's bouncing up and down. He's all smiling. Yeah. And he's so he's like Rick. It was very Rick Snyder back yeah. when he was wearing the uh, the ear the covers. Yes. Yeah. And the singlet. So, yeah, I was like, okay, now now it's making sense. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was a Steiner Brothers fan. They're the team that that I like better. But I did like the Steiner Brothers before okay. um, Scotty Scotty became the uh, the Stay Puff, you know, muscle man. So and cutting horrible um, promos here and there, you know. Uh, right. I guess we always know his. <laughs> I have a thirty-three and a third chance of winning fifty percent of the time. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the pretty pop a pump stop Scott Snyder. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do love that Jordan Grace and Impact has like taken upon herself to be the next Scott Snyder. I think that's kind of cool because not. You know, how often does a woman want to model herself after a man? So that's kind of cool to see. But um, and I know they I think they teamed up once and she wore the the chain mail, kind of like how he wore. So good for her to get, you know, sometimes meet your heroes, Greg. Um, unlike Tommy Dreamer <laughs> this week. Speaking of guys who had a rough week. Uh, yeah. I, we Have you watched that episode on Vice TV yet? The plane ride from hell? No. Okay. I want to because I always, always hear about it and I never I haven't seen it. And have you heard the comments that came out of it because of Tommy Dreamer? No. Okay, so Tommy Dreamer, um, unfortunately, he is, is suspended indefinitely from Impact right now because he made the comment like, oh, it was a joke, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, it's just like me wearing this double man bun. People take offense to it, but it's really not offensive. Apparently, Ric Flair showing his junk on an airplane to a stewardess was a joke. But at the same time, does that woman want to see, you know, if you're a stewardess, you just want to do your job on an airplane. <laughs> you don't want right. to be confronted by anybody's junk at any time. Anywhere, you know. <laughs> exactly. No woman wants to be like, unless it's in the right moment. So uh, he is unfortunately... and. I, you know, he's obviously gone radio silent. Ric Flair's gone radio silent on the ins, you know, what's happening. Cause now they're wondering, I think he was, you know, we had brought it up. I think the fact that they took out Chavo, I think he was going to come in with Andrade, Greg, to kind of fill that void. And now, eh, so you can watch it on vicetv.com and it's available there. And then, you know, just watch it on like a computer, like a website. So, if you need to catch it, um, I kind of want to see it though, because we've heard about this plane ride and little yeah. things. And somebody um, from Bleacher Report wrote, or maybe Sports Illustrated said they had an article ready to go, ready to publish, and they sent it to the art, the editors, because the editors thought, oh, this will be a fun little, you know, like maybe puff piece. And then once they read it, they nixed it. <laughs> so they did not let that article see. And of course he brought up, well, what did they expect when the article's entitled plane ride from hell? Like, Oh, right. hell's a fun place to be. Like, you know, like there's not a lot of foo foodness to, you know, saying something is like from hell. But um, so, yeah, I think we both need to check it out and uh, maybe we could give our short comments. Um, I'm sure by then there'll be a new controversy though, Greg. So by then it'll be old news, but still, um, I kind of want to see it. Um, yeah, the Tommy it comes Dreamer up. Comments, 
Go ahead. It comes up a couple of times every year, though. It's it's yes. the most infamous story in all of professional wrestling. So especially with Dark Side of the Ring, because that's what yeah. they want to do. I mean, you know, they did the Benoit case two parter last year. I mean, that's you know, that's been how many times has that been touched upon? So yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see because I think Brock Lesnar was talked about a little bit in it, um, and then you know, Jr. was kind of being Jr. possibly playing it off as well. Maybe not as bad as Tommy Dreamer, but still, you know, giving the boys will be boys type speech, which, you know, we've all said needs to go. It's that's been gone away for a while. So, um, you know, and I know some people brought up, weren't we glad that guys are and girls are just backstage playing video games with each other or, you know, are actually having good camaraderie instead of, you know, some of the stuff that happened back. You know, we don't yeah. really know what, you know, I don't think we know half of what the 80s and 90s was like. And this was early 2000s, so who knows what. But, yeah, we'll have to check that out. So, I think that's a good <laughs> stopping point for NXT 2.0, Greg. Uh, going ahead, it, it, we're going to see new faces, and we're going to have to see, like you said, I think you need to do some vignettes. So, we got it. You got to put something to give us an idea of what these people are. You just can't throw guys out there and be like, okay, you know who they are. I mean, I guess everybody on Twitter knew Rick Steiner's son, other than maybe me and you, Greg. So maybe yeah. we're <laughs> in the dark, but um, everybody went to bat for him. So, um, right. But maybe yeah, it's that emotional investment. It's like whenever yes. I first watched the, that NXT, that first episode, I was talking about Enzo and Cass. The moment they came out and the crowd popped and they – had a way of introducing themselves. Remember the whole yeah. the thing, my name is Izzo Amore, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And it brought everybody in and made you, it gave you that emotional attachment. Why should I care about these guys? And they had their own little shtick. And these other characters that, are, that we're seeing right now, they don't have their stick. They don't speak for themselves. They don't, we don't know why we need to care about these people. They look like creative wrestlers too. Like, look, right. you know, like, like um, the Josh Briggs and Brenson Jensen guy. I mean, plain old, you know, wrestling trunks. And then that's yeah. it. You know, nothing. Now the Creed brothers, that's what they're going for with Diamond Mine. And I get that. Yeah. You know, so we are even like, at least Braun Breaker had like the NXT, like bright singlet to kind of stand out. Um, yeah. And, you know, like we said, give them the mic afterwards or give them the mic before the match. Even do, uh, you know, the old school, in screen thing like oh we talked like we caught up with him backstage earlier in the day this mm-hmm. is what he had to say you know old monday night raw stuff that they used to do so yeah. i wonder moving ahead you know and triple h isn't going to be part of this for a little bit because of his health you know trying to get back to health so you know you wonder if vince takes a bigger role or Shawn michaels uh bruce pritchard you know those guys like kind of see where they go with it but um yeah so let's do another kind of commercial break to get some um, uh, realty talk going and talk about dynamite. And then we'll finish up with SmackDown and rampage as we finish up our week in wrestling. What is up everybody? It's your boy, Dan over at BWSports1.com and black and white sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time. And I got just the person for you, Mr. Sean Nugent, AKA rockstar realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. 
get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty, we're back talking up AEW Dynamite, giving you some reaction to everything that happened there. Uh, We had Adam Cole kick off the night, do some story time. He did defeat Frankie Kazarian. Eh, I mean, not a great match, not a bad match, just a match to kind of get Adam Cole used to working AEW. And um, once again, Greg, Twitter was helpful because Kazarian and Adam Cole have history because Kazarian was in the bullet club for like a hot second to try to, you know, defeat them from the inside, and that never works. So (laughs) there you go on that end. But the big news there, Greg, is that we are now going to get the super click back together. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, against Jurassic Express. um, And, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Christian Cage at Arthur Ashe Stadium on Dynamite Grand Slam, which I think will be fun to see. Adam Cole working with the Young Bucks again. And I think that's going to be the true where we're going to see Adam Cole. You know, I think this was a uh, kind of a tune-up match. You know, he had been out of ring for a couple weeks or a few weeks. Maybe he'd been working here and there. But, you know, now he's ready to step it up and give us a good hard-hitting, you know, real Adam Cole-type style match. Um, Now that we'll get Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy against the Super Click. And I I bet we'll see T-shirts of that by next week, Greg. So any <laughs> on Adam Cole, you know, debuting wrestling wise in AEW on Wednesday night. Uh, well, that poppy got when he came out was crazy. The the whole place just lit up for him. Um, so not the uh, best time when you're when you're a heel and the place just explodes for you. But um, you know, that's AEW's problem. It's uh, good for us. I liked the, uh, the match. It was what it was. It was, you know, nothing special, but it was a good, you know, kind of, um, you know, first first match. You know, get the um, get the juices flowing, mm-hmm. um, type of match, and you know, set up the uh, the big stuff. So uh, I had no problem with it. Not the. Uh, the match was wasn't too long, it, you know. It told a short little story, and it was it was good. So, and the you super quick announcement was great. Huh. Yep. So now it's like a you know preseason game. Now we're going to go into regular season for Adam Cole. I think, uh, you know, working with the Young Bucks, and you know who knows what kind of triple <laughs> triple teaming up moves they can do. So we'll see. Because I think our, I think the Dynamite Stamp or sorry, say Stampede. Sorry, Dynamite. Grand Slam, I think they'll really want to just let it all hang out because they really want to hit big in New York City in Arthur Ashe Stadium where they're really yeah. expecting a huge crowd. So um, MJF talked up, you know, trying to bring up Brian Pillman Sr. I couldn't believe, Greg, when he, he looked down at the ring and was like, oh, sorry, you're down there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like – I. If you get cringy, I know it's good, but at the same time, like, you know, they're 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 letting that, you know, like we saw last night with Ruby Riot and Britt Baker. I mean, they're truly letting guys and girls, you know, speak their speak their truth, as they say. So uh, we're gonna get a match between MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. I think that'll be a good test for Brian Pillman Jr. 
really working with the top tier talent. And we saw a little bit of the tease. Wardlow wasn't necessarily there to help, you know, fend off Brian Pillman Jr. So we're we're getting that slow burn. And I I just keep saying, what is that gonna mean for Pinnacle as a whole? Because once MJF gets away from the Pinnacle, they're kind of done. <laughs> so, and you know, I keep bringing up Sean Spears because it feels like every time he, you know, he doesn't work by himself, it feels like he needs something to kind of latch on to. Um, you know, maybe Tyro Breeze is available and he could team up with him. So uh, they're kind of, you know, friends outside the ring. But uh, Greg, what about the segment of MJF <laughs> speaking to Brian Pillman <laughs> Sr. in hell from hell? <laughs> you know, I love this segment for a whole different reason. And it, it's kind of a selfish reason, but mm-hmm. um, I told you, I did stand up comedy for a while. Um, in my in my 20s and um the 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 bug never went away and so i've done random shows here and there and uh it was maybe a year after michael jackson passed away that i did the same joke where um oh my goodness no way (laughs) yes i did I was like, I never been a Michael Jackson fan. I was and on how did the crowd was, react to that? Oh, they popped, man. They popped. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it, I, I got, I got both. I got some cheers okay. and I got some booze. Okay, and, I was to uh, say that you'd have to get a but, little bit of pushback, right? I mean, oh yeah, people they, still they love Michael popped. Jackson. It was like it was a great, it was a great fifty-fifty pop. It was, yeah. you know, John. Let's go see the Cena sucks kind of thing. Yeah, but it got everybody going because I did the same thing. I was talking about um, that the day after it happened, we all we heard on the radio of Michael Jackson songs for a week, and so I'm like looking out, my arms up, like thanks, thanks a lot, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, and then I looked out, oh thanks, thanks a lot, and that that pop the whole audience so I'm like that's my joke man but uh so it was cool to see you know that that same thing uh come to light so i popped that when i saw it um so that that was my selfish little moment there because I'm like, that's my joke and i can't wait to try it again but anyway um <laughs> i'll find uh, something new <laughs> yeah um the segment, you know, about Pillman and building it up, you know, it's the this is what NXT should be doing. Um, you know, how you build up a new character. You use a guy who's established, who's made, and, you know, he's going to get the best of the new guy for a while until, you know, you're going to have that moment where he has his aha moment and um, they're going to have that classic. And that's what's going to put that guy over the top. It's going to put him on the level of the veteran guy. And we're going to appreciate him more. We're going to give him respect. We're going to uh, be into his matches from there for because we see, okay, this guy can go now. And so I'm kind of the same way. They're pushing him, you know, in the beginning. That's Brian Pillman's son. Like, okay, there's this novelty. And, um, you know he's still very green you can tell he's still you know tried too hard to look just like his dad do the same moveset as his dad and everything 
you know, you can be different and still yeah. be a father son, you know? Yes. Um, and I think they're finally doing this, making him, giving him more of an edge. Like separating him from there. Right. And by putting him against the top heel in the company, you can tell they believe in him. And um, it's setting up what should be a great match. Um, this. Here's my. I oh. Still. Oh, so I still was, Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. I still expect him to lose in New York, but yeah. have such a great match that, you know, it changes our minds about him that, okay, this guy can hang with MJF. And who knows, next time they face each other, you know, he may get the win. So it's, it's a great setup, and it's the slow burn, like you said, that they should be getting when they're pushing, you know, the younger talent who are still green, still learning their way, but they're getting close. I was going to bring up, do we think, since the bigger story is Wardlow and MJF, should – they just pull the trigger on that next week where Wardlow accidentally cost MJF the match. And now we're really seeing that move in motion. Or do you think we still want to wait a little bit on that? Yeah, that would make sense that uh, either Wardlow directly or indirectly causes um, MJF to lose the match. Mm -hmm. And um, that way, Toby gets his win. MJF is in sense that it's Wartlow's fault that he lost the match, and now you've already laid the foundation for the Wartlow MJF feud, and you can split him off. So um, I think that would be a, a great way to, you know, get all pieces moving forward. You you know get Pillman some steam, and you made uh, Wartlow. You know, face now just by default for having to fight the uh, MJF, and MJF stays, you know, a top guy because, you know, he lo he lost by some interference. Or even if MJF picks up the win, maybe in no thanks to Wardlow. Maybe Wardlow tries to help him, it backfires, but he gets the win anyway. So you have MJF saying no thanks to you, you know, and then we get that mm -hmm. moving. So. Uh, Cause I don't like, I feel like MJF could eat a loss to Pillman, but yeah. I don't think AW is going to pull that trigger. Like I said, cause that'd be a pretty good. And I think that would help Pillman. Cause I feel like they want to get Pillman to the next tier. You know, like he's been on, you know, with Griff Garrison, the varsity blondes, I think, you know, maybe the TNT title tier, which even Miro starting to put that at another level with some of his, you know, work, but you know, that next level for that. So um, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel were a tag team for whatever reason. FTR picks up the win, Greg, and that's all we really care about because I just want to yeah. make sure FTR could keep wrestling because <laughs> it really looked like, you know, we weren't going to see them again. And I know his arm is still heavily taped up. Um, uh, now I forget which one. But, uh, but here's the bigger story, Greg. Malachi Black was in the ring talking. <laughs> How about uh, Rosario Dawson uh, kind of stepping up? I didn't know she was even going to be in the crowd. <laughs> and then then Cody Rose come back because we kept saying Cody Rose need to come back. So, Greg, does Malachi Black pick up the win over Cody Rhodes? Or does Cody Rose do the usual thing where he has to knock out a heel? <laughs> 
because that's what it feels like <laughs> it should go. Oh, and what about the bumps by Rosario? Like, you know, get on the back of uh, Malachi Black and uh, looking like she could hold her own. I don't know if she needed Cody down there helping out. Yeah. Uh, she looked like she could hold her own. And a lot of dudes were saying they want to go with her. And then uh, she does not go for the dudes uh, in um, in sexual orientation. So that was kind of funny <laughs> to see on Twitter as well. But anyways, or she might go both. I don't know. But it it sounds like currently she's dating a woman. <laughs> so sorry, guys, you don't have a chance. Not that you had a chance. <laughs> anyway. But right. anyways, now Kai Black, Cody Rhodes, Dynamite Grand Slam. Who picks up the win there, Greg? Um. I think it's still Malachi. Okay. Um, I could see, you know, some big hope spots with, uh, you know, people come down to stem some, um, you know, outside interference or um, you, some type of shenanigan happening mm -hmm. where, you know, maybe he's about to do something dashly and another one of the Rose clan pops up. Um, or could we get a House of Black member? That would be cool. I think um, we need to start doing that because we keep he keeps mentioning House of Black. I mean, right. everybody else is in a faction in AW, Greg. So why not? Why not give him some guys? You know, uh, maybe Buddy Murphy. Maybe he could. He's he's ready to debut. We can we can revisit <laughs> Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy all over again. But anyways. Yeah, I still see Black win. Um, I think they're going to have a, a much better match than the, the uh, five-minute squash that Black had the first time. Mm -hmm. um, but I said to you know, ramp up the brutality a little bit. But you know, Cody gets his his shots in, and he starts taking um, when Black starts taking liberties with Cody um, at the end of the match. You know, then he, he somebody's going to come down and get the save, and that would be a cool place for, you know, the House of Black to emerge, and you know, maybe get some Dark Order guys, or uh, maybe another sinister character who we haven't we haven't seen yet to mm -hmm. pop up and join his side. But, um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Bray, well, I think Bray would be interesting. Bray and um, Malachi, but it, it sounds like Bray is going to be doing this. Um, maybe something even more sinister than a fiend coming back. So I don't know if yeah. he's going to fit into Black's realm. Um, but it, it's setting up because you can't have one guy going dismantle the whole um, Rhodes family, Rhodes clan, yeah. even though he's done a great job of it so far I mean, yeah himself. he's pretty much taking them out <laughs> he's pretty much taking out everybody <laughs> anyway i mean lee johnson hasn't been back on tv dustin Rhodes hasn't been around uh you know i can't think of any other guys <laughs> is there other members of the night yeah it felt like the nightmare family was huge and now they're like nothing <laughs> so um, right all right greg but let's get into this dan lambert i <laughs> I, still, I just can't get these I don't know Greg like I, I feel like because I keep thinking Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky are fine without and like now we don't even hear from them like they have a voice and we know they could talk we know they could work in the ring 
it's almost like you've neutered them. <laughs> like, are they have they lost all steam because of this? I mean, AEW must have some deal with um, what do you uh, what do you call them? America's top team is that yeah. what they're called? Like his his camp. Yeah. Are, I mean, are we going to get any of those UFC guys actually in the ring? Because why do they keep showing up if they're just there to stand behind the you know the voice? Dan Lambert, because it just feels like what, you know, what is the big picture here? And I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any picture, honestly, other than him yelling into a mic. It's like Jericho on Rampage. And I have to turn down my TV because, <laughs> you know, Jericho's yelling and now you have Lambert yelling and I get it because he's a heel, you know, but I need to figure, I need to see what the direct, Yeah, I just don't even think there's a direction. Because now you're throwing Jericho and Hager, which I could see because Hager has mixed martial MMA background, UFC background. You know, does does Hager fall in line with them, maybe? No, I don't Jericho? see. The, uh, I, I think. Help me out, Greg. Because um, <laughs> I'm lost. It's confusing to me, too, because. Okay, good. Because uh, I don't want to think I'm like putting it down. But I also don't see what the point of it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a huge MMA guy. And yes. so I get the, um, you know, Dan Lambert's trying to be, uh, you know, the old school heel manager kind of in the vein of Jim Cornette, loud mouth. Everybody wants to punch him in the face because he won't shut up. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if they're trying to appeal to um, UFC mixed martial arts fans um, because guys like me who are MMA guys are going to know who's standing in the ring with them. But if you're just a wrestling fan who hasn't watched a UFC or Bellator or um, any of the other organizations that are going on, you're not going to know who those guys are. So Excalibur mentioned their, their names um, once while they're standing there, you're not going to know who was who. Like, the um, two women are pretty big stars, right? But what's the point of the two women being there? <laughs> they didn't, you know, they didn't wrestle. They didn't even take any bumps. They just stood there. Because I've right. heard Paige Van Zandt. I've heard that name all over the, you know, Twitter. Because she's a pretty big yeah. name. And she was talking about maybe going to AEW or uh, to WWE. And now, obviously not. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I don't and, know who the other woman was, though. Um, they had another woman there, right? Um, um, Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison, yeah. She okay. is a boss. She is probably the second greatest women's fighter in the game right now. Um, yeah. So Dan Lambert has one of the top, the top teams, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, for of martial arts fighters in the world, not the, not the U.S., in the world. Um, loaded with champions, future champions. Uh, Kayla Harrison hasn't even scratched the surface of how good she's going to be. Um, and then Bobby Lashley trained with, with America's top team. Okay. Um, a lot of, you know, guys who, Gino Santos, who was in the ring, had multiple UFC runs with the title. Uh, Andre Yalosky, I think, was in there. He had a couple... He was a beast uh, way back in the day. 
Do you and, think they want to make the move to wrestling? Like, are they still kind of in the prime of their UFC fighting careers? No, they're way past their prime. They're cruising okay. on name recognition now. Okay. Um, but the KO woman, to, is she still younger? Yeah, she's she's in her 20s, and she's well, either late 20s, early 30s. But, but then again, um, maybe she wants to take lighter bumps on her, you know, maybe do some her, lighter bumps on the body. No, I think her her contract's up at the end of the year. She's with the an indie uh, fighting league, pro professional fighters oh, okay. league. Okay. And she is the next big thing. She is the Brock Lesnar of women's MMA. And okay. she is waiting to go to one of the big dogs, either okay. UFC or Bellator. And she's immediately going to end up fighting for a championship okay. uh, because she's that dominant. And she's finally going to be done with her contract at the end of the year. We're going to find out what's going to happen with her. Um, so I don't know if they're trying to just do cross promotion to get more eyes from um, the MMA world. I think it's a little pointless. Uh, it's the other way around because uh, Arlovsky and Dos Santos and the other guys who were in the ring with him have been cut by UFC or their promotions and because yeah. they're, you know, over the hill. You know, okay. their best days are way behind them. And like I said they're just cruising on name recognition now. Um so it has to be they're trying to get some more eyes from the MMA universe on them. So using Dan Lambert's a good way to go, especially if he's so into it that he wants to take on that role of uh, old school, old school. Yeah. manager heel. And Do you think we could see Jake Hager turn on Jericho, though, because he has those ties with MMA? Or would that – because we haven't really seen the inner circle as a whole anyway. Now they have Sammy Guevara kind of doing his thing. You have Jericho doing, you know, time to time doing his thing. Proud and powerful. They haven't even mentioned with Inner Circle anymore. So I kind of wonder if this might be a heel. Because obviously Jake Hager's better as a heel. Yeah. And then if Hager could be the muscle for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, that'd be something different for them. Mm -hmm. And they could talk for him because the less I hear Jake Hager – Hager talk, I'm fine. <laughs> like Jake Hager does not need to talk. But anyways, it's not yeah, the list it, thing. It just he sucks at talking. I mean, it, there's you know some guys are good at, some guys aren't. It would make sense, and it would it would put it would finally give us some clarity with why Dan Lambert is there with his goon squad to begin with, because um, yes. those guys that are standing in the ring with him, Marlowski and Dos Santos and all those guys, uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, Page, they're not going to become wrestlers. They are um, half of them don't speak or barely speak English as a second language, okay. and they okay. wouldn't get it, get over it all anyway. Um, so they're not trying to become wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just there to to show, look who we are, and you know try to be intimidating. So Hager joining them just because that is Dan Lambert and. That is the group that um, that kind of is a show of what he can do. Um, you know, his, his, his gym is loaded with championships that it could be an angle. You know, you come with me, 
you know, I'll get you MMA championships because as far as I know, Hager is is not retired from Bellator. He's still fighting. That's I was wondering too, like, because Hager, he's fought what? A handful of matches, right? Yeah, he's had three or four professional fights and he's still undefeated right now. Okay. So, and he, he hasn't had a fight uh, this year. I think he had one late last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he's still in the up and coming category, but uh, he's still fighting. So going over to American Top Team is would be a great move for him. So I can see that angle. And then him, him and Jericho, um, feuding, get into a feud too. So, and then and you don't was, necessarily need all those UFC names in right. the ring because you would have Hager there as kind of yeah. that. I don't know. Because like we said, like you said, Greg, they're just in the ring. Like, they're not doing anything. Like, I mean, more power to them. Hey, if I could get on TV and just stay in the ring, I, I'll take I'll take five bucks or whatever you got for me. Like, <laughs> right. I don't have to talk. I don't have to do anything. I just stand there and I stand in the middle. Of, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, how about, so Jade Cargill defeated Layla Hirsch. And then CM Punk got taken out by Team Taz. We're going to see CM Punk make his in-ring debut as far as TV time, TV shows, at Rampage against Will Hobbs. Uh, how, how are we looking forward to that, Greg? Uh, it's going to be an interesting match. Because um, Hook will be the last boss, right? Yeah. He'll be <laughs> He's the final Starks, boss. Then Hook. <laughs> um, it, it's a good setup. I think... Uh, it's going to be a DQ finish, probably. Um, once they see that uh, Punk's about to take out Hobbs, that the whole crew comes in and jumps him again. Um, so I definitely see a DQ finish after, you know, maybe a 10-minute match of, um, you know, Hobbs kind of throwing around Punk, but, you know, Punk firing up, coming back, and, you know, a little back and forth. And just as he, you know, gets that, final surge to uh, set up that uh, GTS, then uh, Hook and Starks and everybody comes in and dogpiles and and we see who the next, you know, punk ally is because, you know, he can't take on the whole team by himself. That's that's what's interesting. Like, who can you give punk to even the odds with? I mean, because we already kind of have Darby and Sting busy with FTR next week. Like, that seems to be where you would have went. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see if they do that or, or if they just give Punk the win. I mean, it went surprise. You know, it's Punk's return to TV matches. I mean, do you give him a lot? You know, I guess a DQ sets up other stuff. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see kind of how he, how he goes in the ring. Um, speaking of FTR um, and Sting and Darby Allin, we had Darby Allen defeat Sean Spears. That's all we need to say about that. Because <laughs> yeah. FTR came down and beat him up. And that sets up FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen next week at Grand Slam. Uh, how we, are you looking forward to that match, Greg? Mm, not really. Um, no, it doesn't feel like I, this pinnacle stuff and Darby Allen and Sting has anything behind it. Yeah, I don't want to see 60-year-old Sting wrestling. It, oh, yeah. it takes away from the believability of the whole thing for me. Um, you know, 
am I supposed to believe that 60 year old Sting still hits as hard as 25 year old Sting? Uh, no, it, it, it just takes some some steam off of it for me. And you know, I love FTR, I love Darby, but Sting kind of you know hurts Brings the whole credibility of the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, FTR is going to sell the hell out of oh, whatever yeah. Sting does. Like they're going to do like Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at whatever SummerSlam that was <laughs> when Michaels just did everything over the top on purpose. Um, you know, I, I think FTR will do it more lightheartedly, but lightheartedly, but you know, I, you know, FTR is going to sell the hell out of the stinger splash, sell the, um, the scorpion death block. And uh, that's all we're going to write. So uh, we'll also see uh, Kenny Omega and Daniel, Br- oh, sorry, Brian Danielson. I knew <laughs> I would do it once. Brian Danielson, whatever, but Brian Bella, um, <laughs> my soul. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, uh, non-title match. So does Brian Danielson pick up the win, Greg, so that he could get official title match down the road, or will other shenanigans be happening next week in Arthur Ashe Stadium? Yeah, um, I see more shenanigans happening. Um, yeah. I definitely. Th- think that uh as as now you got me ready to say it danielson is about to get the uh the pin maybe uh callus does something or you know one of the stooges does something but somebody's going to get involved and it's not going to be a clean finish um and you know maybe they you know again get in there jump him and um you know, set up something for later, but. And do we see like the Brian Danielson that we think we're going to see, or do we almost see like a preseason <laughs> kind of like Adam Cole? Like you felt like you're just getting those, you know, kind of cobwebs off. Do you think I, I kind of feel like we'll get it all out. I think Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson wants to just show off right away and 100% yeah. and, so I'll be interested to see, you know, does he pull anything different, you know, that he hasn't pulled out in a while against Kenny Omega. Is that how you're looking at it as well, Greg? Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. Um, I, I'm feeling that, you know, there's probably a lot that he wanted to do that he wasn't able to do with WWE. Like wrestling was. Right. And yeah, I, I expect it to be him to be even better. Um as much love as he's getting, um, you know, the American Dragon and going back to the roots and everything, um, I expect a five-star match, especially with the best pop machine in there, and um, you know, an easy contender for match of the match of the year uh, with these two. So, okay. I, I have high expectations for this match. Unlike, but we know there's going to be a lot of shenanigans as well. <laughs> yeah. So you wonder how that will balance things out. And then finally, um, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley defeated 2.0 because, Greg, we're going to get Suzuki and Archer going against Moxley and Kingston. Is it? I can't remember if this is Dynamite or Rampage. It's going to happen at Dynamite, I think. And it's going to be a, um, a death match. I believe our tech, whatever, Texas death match. So, uh, did I miss that or did I, am I misremembering something? 
Uh, I don't remember that part of it being a okay a special match. But either way, we're against Suzuki attack, but... and Archer <laughs> against Moxley and Kingston. It's going to be a freaking barn burner. That's yeah, right. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, um, it should be given. You know, they they're doing a good job of uh, giving us the background with Suzuki and Archer, and you know how. Know, ruthless and violent they were so they got the perfect foils on the other side of the ring for them so i expect a good you know bloody brawl between these two yeah maybe maybe i'm dreamt it but uh yeah we'll have to see if they added any any stipulation to that it'll have the extreme rules stipulation that we haven't got for extreme rules yet, probably <laughs> right so, um all right let's do one more commercial break for rogue energy and then we'll talk about what happened last night on Rampage and what happened on SmackDown and uh, call it a day. So thanks, of course, for watching. And uh, let's do some Rogue Energy talk right now. So we kicked off last night's Friday Night Smackdown with, of course, the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. Uh, the white, Greg. I'm usually not a white t-shirt guy. The white looks so much better than the black on that Bloodline t-shirt. Thumbs up, thumbs down on it for you. Yep, I like that t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I might even buy one. Because <laughs> there you go, it looks so are cool. Gonna, right? Are you gonna fringe it up like the Usos did? Can you pull off uh, that? Eh, I don't know <laughs> if I can pull that look off now. I, I don't know if anybody but the Usos could maybe pull off that look, but uh, yeah. Um, then we have um, you know, Big E come out there rocking his um, I kept looking, Greg, and I'm like, that looks like an album cover, and then finally it kind of came across saying it was a tribute to um. Uh, the the Fuji's album with that uh, I don't know what what album there is called but the Fuji's album of the 90s whatever album they had <laughs> I think it had yeah. ready or not on there and um, uh, whatever big hit they had so anyways that was a really good gear I love the gear for Big E last night I thought yeah uh, totally. then he came out with our Finn Bauer comes out there so it is gonna say that they're having an extreme rules match. For Finn Bauer, the Demon, and Roman Reigns, which can kind of even the odds on what the Demon will do. So, um, and then Greg, we were right into it. Finn Bauer, Biggie looked really good together. I love the double uh, finish moves at the end to defeat mm -hmm. the Usos. <laughs> Once again, the Usos cannot pick up wins men that often. <laughs> it feels like, but uh, they're still tag team champions. So there you go. But uh, Greg, how about the match? I thought it was really solid effort a good opener match 
yeah, it was. Um, I had low expectations to begin with. You know, I was throwing two guys together who have nothing to do with with each other. Yeah, and um, put them against one of the best tag teams in WWE history. Um, so I, you know, much love for the Usos, but uh, it turned out to be a good match. Um, and we'll get the the popcorn ready match on Monday night between right. the Bloodline and the New Day, which I think, like I said, that's going to be a really fun. I think they're going to pull out all the stops for that. So, yeah. um, and I, I thought Finn looked fine. I mean, I thought he'd come out. You know, I didn't think he necessarily come out as a demon, but he did do that segment where he he transformed into the demon. <laughs> so they used the the good old trickery of the. Um, the debut of the camera and all that. Uh, Rick yeah. Boogs defeated Robert Rude, but the big story, Greg, is Apollo Cruz decided to take out Nakamura. Uh, a couple hard hits for Nakamura, uh, especially the one that they slid him almost into the you know the the table and then you know challenges to a match. Uh, do we think we see this at Extreme Rules or do we think we see this like on a Friday Night SmackDown? It feels like a snap. A SmackDown match. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, we've already seen them in, on a bigger stage, and yeah, um, Nakamura won. So it's it's a good SmackDown match. You know, I don't know if main event, but you know, yeah. lead the second hour or something like that, and um, you know, further the storyline there. You know, he hasn't. He's never had his rematch. So, given the it rematch, makes sense to put it right there. Yeah. Uh, Happy Corbin took out uh, Kevin Owens. I do think we might get an Extreme Rules match out of this just because why not put them on there? I don't know if you'll add any stipulation, but we did get that. Here's where I want to go to, though, Seth. Or, uh, I started to say Seth Rollins, Greg, because that's where I want to go. I thought a really good promo by Seth Rollins in the um, – the silver <laughs> suit, whatever that thing. Holy cow. Once again, only Seth Rollins can pull off whatever he's wearing because, man, he, he uh, yeah, he needed the Jericho uh, fancy hat from the, the Festival of Friendship deal. But um, I love that he called out <laughs> Beth Phoenix because I think that means Beth will come out maybe in a couple weeks to kind of confront Seth. And that's where I want to see if she eats – a curb stump or not, or a pedigree, or you know, she's going to eat something of Seth because that will. Br- now they're saying Edge could be off TV for a few months. I don't know if that's TV speak or if that's legit, <laughs> but you know, I think Beth Phoenix shows her face soon, Greg. What about you? Yeah, I agree that it's it's inevitable mm-hmm. uh, when you have his wife so close by, and. Um, I noticed on NXT, they asked her, you know, how Edge is doing. So it's funny they'll acknowledge a WWE storyline on NXT. But oh, yeah. Imagine that, Greg. We've, we've already brought that up how many times, you know. Oh, right. Did you know Karrion Cross um, used to wrestle in NXT? <laughs> he did? What? Yeah, I know. Um, All right. Anyways. So, but yeah, it, it makes sense that uh, Seth going even more diabolical is going to look, oh, I'm about to go and injure fam or injure in front of your family, but isn't your wife working tomorrow night or something like that? And, you know, he ends up on NXT and, um, you know, that like would maybe brings Beth with him. Oh, yeah. 
maybe he brings Beth with or uh, Becky with him. And um, <laughs> that's the uh, impetus for an even, you know, angrier, more riled up edge to come back and they finally have their um, big final the, confrontation. Yep, the final so one. it totally makes sense that they do that and, you know, Beth gets into the storyline sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would. I mean, Seth has gone down to NXT before. Remember with the feud with Triple H. So, yeah. I think it'd be even better, like confronting her at work type deal. Like that would give him that extra bit of <laughs> just creepiness that you know he wants. So, uh, yeah. Tony Storm, Greg, did, did you know Tony Storm was a SmackDown superstar? No kid. <laughs> she was. She, she was rocking the HBA HBK. <laughs> Inspired gear, wasn't she? Dolph Ziggler's probably jealous of her gear. So um, they yeah, defeat saying, Selena Vega. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I say the the uh, last time I saw her, I think she was getting hit on by a by another by superstar. <laughs> That's what they think of her. Great. Okay. That was hey, worth bringing her up for. She got some. She got at least out there. Uh, now Liv Morgan took out <laughs> the most beautiful woman in the world. By almost taking breaking her nose, which is you know now we're doing Mandy Rose. Uh, like I said, they must have a black mask um, stock <laughs> because we're now we're going to have to give it to um, you know uh, Carmella. But uh, and Greg Zelina Vega still winless, I believe, in her <laughs> SmackDown time that she's been on TV. I mean, at least she's on. Like it feels like the crowd is still buying into her though. Like that's what's crazy. Like, it's like you want to get behind Selena, good or bad, and you know she's not doing it. Like she's not winning, but uh, she did have that little backstage segment where she actually got to talk. Uh, I don't know what they can. I kind of hope they do some some stipulation to this match for Liv and Carmella, but I don't know what you can call it. <laughs> you know, like you know whoever breaks your nose wins, but uh, you know something like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, how about what about the the feud, Greg, between Liv Morgan and Carmella? I mean, it's at least something for Liv Morgan, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of useless. I don't know what they're doing right there. It, um, I get that they need to, you know, put some more spotlight on some of the other ladies instead of just the top two, three uh, women on each brand. Um, but some more character development, some more um, backstory between them would make more sense. And they're just throwing them out with nothing. And so, you know, we don't care about it. And, you know, what does Selena have to do with anything? Um, she's just the mouth that roared. Do you think she's um, regretting re signing yet? I'm, I'm thinking she's getting there. Um, maybe she can do the uh, the female Kurt Hawkins gimmick where she starts she taking count of all of her losses. So, yeah, I, I have no idea why, especially, like we said, they, they released the Iconics to bring her in. So it, it doesn't well, make I, sense. Yeah, yeah. And that, if she knows how, like, and I get she doesn't want to be associated probably in Rick with, with Malachi Black so he could do his own thing. But, you know, and I'm sure she's supportive of him. You just have to wonder. I wonder what kind of deal she signed. Like, can you imagine if it's like a two or three year deal? 
And maybe if that's the case, maybe if it's a longer deal, then she could get her shine early next year or, you know, sometime. But, yeah, it's just a weird way of booking her. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you're punishing her for coming back, like for reciting with you, like, you know, not picking up any like. But like I said, they're still giving her mic time. They're giving her screen time. And, you know, she's still kind of over. So, uh, yeah, same as you- Go ahead. Listen, she was she was best when she got to be a mouthpiece for Andrade, yes. Yes. and that should be her role. Um, yeah. You know, unlike what we've been hearing that uh, they wanted Adam Cole to do for Keith Lee, um, let her be a mouthpiece for somebody, and then she could be like a little expat to her outside who gets involved yeah. and is say she needs to is sneaky and. You know, her guy or her girl, you know, is winning because of her underhandedness. That's her role. That's what she should be doing because. I can get into you know. that. Yeah. And that's because she was so strong at it. I mean, look what she did for Andrade on yeah. NXT. Like, if she doesn't hook up, oh, you know, sorry, I started to say hook up with him. If she doesn't get brought in as his <laughs> mouthpiece, does Andrade do anything in NXT? Because he was on a. Like, he was winning, but he wasn't believable in any regard until she – and I think he even – she helped boost his confidence because right. I think he was just on an island on his own there for a little bit. So, um, Sami Zayn defeated him, Dominic Mysterio. Greg, I really thought this would be the final straw between Dominic and Ray. We still haven't seen that yet, but we got to get to that point. And the sooner the better because I think we really need to see what Dominic can do on his own. Yeah, I agree. Um, and no more matches against Sami Zayn. I think three <laughs> is enough. Uh, it should. It told the story that he's lost. <laughs> right. Um, get him somebody else. But let's let's move on with the story. I mean, ours now is Ray going to beat Sami to prove that he knows what to do? <laughs> it would. It would make unfortunately, sense. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard because they're not really giving us anything except from you know there's a crack and you know it's a it's, small crack. <laughs> we're not we have the same foundation yet. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just slowly like it's like you got a little hammer and you're just like almost getting a nail in it. <laughs> you're not taking the sledgehammer <laughs> to it yet. But uh, right. um. By the way, Greg, think I'm I'm looking at this picture of Becky Lynch. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall for Becky and Seth's um, Amazon history or like their fashion history, like search history? Because <laughs> like these sunglasses she's rocking. It's, now the Kill Bill outfit, I love when she's in the Kill Bill. Like that look for her, the yellow, that really stands out. But I can only imagine like, I bet they just make each other pop. Like, you know, yeah. on Amazon, like, oh, look what I'm going to wear tomorrow. Like, you know, and then Becky's like, nope, I got you beat with these sunglasses because she looks like right. she belongs in um in um Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure when they wore the, you know, they had all the weird sunglasses happening. So um, Kane showed up, uh, good old Glenn, Mayor Glenn, decided to make his name known. Who would have thought Greg would see uh, Kane back on TV, you know, like this soon. But and I didn't even know Bianca was from Knoxville. Uh, she was given the key to the city, Hall of Fame, into her high school. It, you know, really cool stuff. I didn't even know she went to Tennessee. 
you know, where she was a big star, so big track star. Um, Ultimately, this is Becky taking, you know, um, taking out Bianca Belair because whenever you're in her hometown, you have to lose and look bad. Yep. So that's what this segment did, Greg. Yep. Any thoughts on the final segment of uh, SmackDown? (laughs) Well, Bianca and Knoxville is definitely not Britt Baker in Pittsburgh, is it? Um, no, that crowd was... was into it, but they weren't. <laughs> well, we just didn't even know, too. Like, you know, it, Britt Baker made, you know, Pittsburgh known. Punk made – I had no clue she was from Knoxville until that day. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, she went to her hometown. Like, yeah, you, you would need to build that up a little bit. Like, you should have done the past couple of weeks. Like, oh, you know, Bianca's going to be home pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it would have made sense. And, you know – that's what he did with Brit, and look how that turned out. And you know, you had to turn down the volume on your TV when she came out because the the pop was that big. And so I was waiting to see what kind of reaction she was going to get when uh, she finally came out. She got you know a decent reaction, but it was nowhere near you know a Brit Baker level. I mean, Becky um, might as well got the same pop that she did. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, and so. You know what's going to happen, you know, in her hometown. She's going to get disrespected and she's going to get beat up. You know, she had her moment, you know, hurricane and get the key and um, all that. So she got the feel good moment before Becky dropped her. So, you know, just setting the table for their um, their match at Extreme Rules. So and I think I would have reversed the segments. I think I would have had the homecoming at the beginning. Maybe that would have been the bigger pop because it's her coming out, Bianca. And plus with how Finn Bauer and Biggie, like you said, were kind of just thrown together. I think that goes at the end. So you set that up for Monday night. Like, oh, the new yeah. day is going to go against. So I didn't like the placement because you kept waiting for something else to happen. Like you had Becky get the upper hand and that was kind of, and there was like still a couple minutes left. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> that's it. You know, like call out Kane. I mean, it's Becky. Why not? So um, I would have probably reversed the segments. I think that would have been a better use of the segments there. But, you know, that's just and nitpicky. So and um, we went to Rampage right afterwards. And then next week, Greg, we got two hours of Rampage. So uh, I don't know. What are the odds? What are your odds on me making it through (laughs) two hour Rampage next week, Greg? Is it uh, over fifty percent or under? Ooh, um, you getting your week probably under. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. <laughs> if I am sitting up, I'll make it. As soon as I lay down, though, and if I turn off my lights and I just have the TV on, yeah, I, I'm done. Like, I don't know about you, but that's yeah. Like, I will be gone before. I'd probably be gone before the commercial break or something like that. Like. I'm bad with movies. I do that. I wake up in the middle of a movie, and I'm like, oh, crap, what just happened? And I'm like, well, <laughs> time to watch The Office again because I didn't know what happened in this movie because I did that last night. with a, I was watching some movie, some movie in the middle of the day. But uh, anyway, so Lucha Bros defeated, you know, uh, Butcher and Blade. Uh, the Bunny defeated Anna J. Mirror defeated Fago's, Fuego de Sol. Fuego de Sol has no car, Greg. How sad do we feel that Fuego de Sol has no car? 
I think he still has the car because I think he still has too because Miro he left shoved the, the keys down his throat. So and Miro left the keys in the ring. Um, so I I believe yeah. Fuego's going to get get to keep his car. Um, <laughs> I I like that match though. That was a great match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take that match over whatever I over any match on SmackDown yesterday. Um, okay. That was a good match. Fuego. Yeah. Uh, really bought it. The the back and forth of that match was really good. The fact that uh, Fuego probably controlled sixty percent of the match mm-hmm. was a nice touch. Uh, but him just out quicking Miro and Miro looking incredulous. Um, it was the same Guevara beat Miro for the title down the road. That's, that's really interesting. I, I'm liking that matchup a whole lot. More than I kind of anybody feel like it's else. Time, like I know Miro's. It's not been the longest reign, but they've already said he's been the most successful at defending it. So you've already kind of built that up. Yeah, and you know, while it's not time wise, it's not been it. It still feels like Miro won it just like a couple months ago. It doesn't, and it might have well, been like it does. Sorry, go ahead. It's 128 days, so it's been okay. a little over four months. Um, which is a good, a good. You know, quarter of the year, so it's a good, good rain. And he's um, defended it seven, eight times, right? In that time frame, so is, uh, is Sammy third, our guy? A third of the year, thirty-three percent of the year. Yeah. Um, Sammy, I can definitely see it more than anybody else he's faced so far. Sammy has the athleticism, he has the size, because the guys that Miro's been going against have been pretty undersized, yeah, compared to him. Um, aside from, I was trying to hear the and biggest guy. That, I feel like we're going to pull that off on a dynamite. Yeah. I feel like we'll have the upset happen. And here's my bigger thing, Greg. I was so hoping that Mira would have got, this is all fantasy booking. Mira goes to the car and guess who's waiting right there for him? Lana. <laughs> and I was like, come on, do it. You're right there. Like he has his car. They already talked about having sex in the tank. I mean, he's already praising her, right? Like, you just have Lana, like, you know, show up by the car. Now, obviously not in the car because she went out the keys. But I was like, come on, do it. And then they just – and the same Guevara got a nice <laughs> pop because he's defending his best friend. And yeah. getting over Miro is the bigger story. Um, yeah, so right. I, can, I can actually see Sammy winning rather sooner rather than later. Maybe in the next couple too. weeks. I mean, I, I think too. it's time. Um, Sammy is definitely a guy I think can beat Miro because that's the whole story is who can beat him. And they've gone far enough to um, expose the chink in his armor, you know, his neck. Uh, like I said, I don't know where that came from with the whole neck issue, but it doesn't yeah. matter because they've added that to the storyline. We are aware of it. So when uh, a mat or a move that you know impact that comes out you know you know at least subconsciously if not consciously you know we're thinking about it you know to plant in the seed that's the way you do it so um, unless unless somebody comes out to help Miro win maybe a certain blonde bombshell that used to have a Russian accent <laughs> I'm gonna talk this into existence Lana will appear on dynamite <laughs> before the end of the year if God if God is up there, <laughs> I don't know. If God's <laughs> down there, wherever he's at, 
Oh, guys up there and Lana down there. So, according to Lana's Lana's probably stuck down there for the sex in the tank. God did not like them having (laughs) sex in the tank. But anyways. Um, Yeah. So, I didn't really, I mean, the the bunny and the, you know, the bunny match was, eh. you know, we got the brass knucks involved again. And, you know, Anna Jay ends up getting a win over the bunny. Tay Conte comes out there, and we're just still going that. Uh, Lucha Bros, you know, I thought a good first defensive, you know, title defense. Uh, any thoughts on that match, Greg? That's kind of what Rampage was. <laughs> and Ricky Starks on commentary, which, eh, I didn't really care for Ricky Starks in that much commentary. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but, you know, he's one of the, you know, the young guns, the up-and-comers. Who, I like that you know, they put different voices, too. I think every yeah. week you put somebody who maybe needs some, not necessarily screen time, but just time out there. You know, next week right. bring out somebody, you know, bring out a woman, you know, like a, a, a super, you know, female superstar that you need to get some air time with. So, um, but he was kind of, eh. and like I said, yeah. Jericho can I, I, and Jericho always brings it up. Oh, I'm just so into co- Come on, man. Like, you know how commentary works. You don't need to yell every single, like, <laughs> oh, my God, a clothesline. Like, no, like, we get it. The big Yeah, he safe, knows. Um, he knows. Well, you're doing it now on purpose. you got to think. Like, now he's just like, fuck it, or F it, sorry. I don't know if we're supposed to say that on this, but I did. <laughs> now he's probably just thinking, but, I'm just going to do it because I know that the internet hates it, so I'm just going to do it because it's Jericho. Right. I think that um, actually the best, maybe not the best part of that, but one of the top moments of the night was not even the match, the interview segment with uh, Britt Baker and Ruby. Yes, yes, was yeah. Sorry, I definitely didn't bring that up. Sh- we that. missed that. So I can't, can't let's get away with, with not mentioning that because holy oh, cow. Yeah. I appreciate shots, it. Shots fired. Yeah, every shot was ends. fired. <laughs> All the shots were fire right there. Um, they gave Ruby the better lines, but holy cow, yes. it was so good. So but they good. were able to deliver it right when they needed to. To you know, there wasn't any like felt like there was no t- downtime between the two. Right. So um, it's, it was uh, so good. I, I was not expecting much after seeing what. Uh, Ruby was doing for promos in WWE, but yeah. see him without the shackles that, mm-hmm. you know, having to memorize a script before you go through Gorilla makes all the difference in the world. Because yeah. you and, could tell she was going to think her words out like when yeah. Britt was speaking. Like you could really see that creative yeah. <laughs> creative flow happening between the two. So so anybody who hasn't seen it, go and watch that. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. to come out there when she's, when you know they said, "Oh yeah, you're just having sex with somebody in the back," and I was like, "Oh, Adam Cole's going to come out because you don't yeah. talk to his girl like that, <laughs> right?" I mean, Tony Schiavone is going to eat a super kick one of these days, so oh know. for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, how the she compared it to WWE and being, uh, you know, a pretty face begging some guy in the back, like, "Wow, okay, mm-hmm. yep," and. They just gave it to each other, you know, mostly the, the old West to take the gloves off and smack the other guy across the face with him. 
it, it yep. kind of felt like kind of that, you know, what a duel. Here we go. We just and we'll have to see what shenanigans they will do to give Ruby still looking good because I can't foresee them dropping the title yet. You know, um, I, I still am calling Jade. I think Jade is our next women's champion. I think they're really, they're slowly building her up, but I think putting the title on her is where they want to go. I think so too, but not anytime soon. No, no. Uh, because Maybe like double or nothing of May, I think. Yeah, that would make That's kind sense. of your big WrestleMania-esque, you know, kind of your big marquee show there. Yeah. And you know, notice they're not mentioning Jade as a, a championship challenger. Yes. In any sense, you know, she's. And she's she even in the rankings, which is funny. Like, does she have, did they ever mention her in the rankings? No, they don't. So they just have her going against the Red Velvets and the Layla Hirsch's of the world. And, oh, and um, she looks so, her, and that, that visual of her against Layla was just like, you know, that just, it, it was like, okay. <laughs> Just kick her and be done with it, you know. Like it's like a gnat, a gnat flying at you, just swatted away. Uh, it was a good yeah. match, though. It was yeah. a good match. If 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 Nikki Ash wrestled right that, I would be interested. Um, yeah. Layla Hirsch for you know her size. That match that those two had was better She's than built. any woman's match that uh, you know WWE's throwing out there. Yeah. So it, you could actually buy it. It was you know good good match um i was impressed with that match so but know, yeah I we'll wish... see i'm what do you think greg will jamie harrier and rebel just cost ruby the match like will ruby eat a clean finish or will there be like a you know shenanigans involved um it is it is a title match yeah. So, oh, yeah. Because they, they're saying she's because she won the the um, the women's battle royal, so it's automatic. Yeah. Title she'll, shot. she'll get bailed out by Rebel or um, Hager once they see when she hits the kick. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hesitant to say it because we've we've already booked that finish for the other title matches, so something's got to give somewhere. But I don't see it happening with the uh, Danielson and Omega match. And we've also booked that finish for. Um, I think Brian's going to beat Kenny Omega, honestly. I think because it's non title. So I think you could have Brian beat him and still lose yeah. the title match. We could. Unless, yeah. you're, unless you're ready to pull the title off <laughs> Kenny Omega and you give Daniel Bryan and then maybe. Uh, uh, Hangman Page beats Dana Bryan down the road, but because that's where I that's where I think you know we got to see where Hangman's at in all this. Because Hangman yeah. was so I know, and I keep I keep harping on him, but he was so primed for that, and they've just they've taken all. And I, you know, he he asked for it. He needed the time away, and that's fine. That's your that's your if you can get it, get it. But man, what? <laughs> what timing, you know. So, anyways, uh, anything else, Greg, from the week that was in wrestling wise that you uh, that you think we missed or you want to bring up or any final shots that you'd like to take? <laughs> um, 
very few. Like, like I said, anybody who hasn't seen that Britt Baker, Ruby Bryant uh, promo from, from last night, get on YouTube and watch it because it is worth it. it best five and Britt minutes put it on her Instagram or her Twitter. So if you find oh, Britt Baker on Twitter, the whole it's all seven minutes. It's like a, you know, so it's the whole segment on there. Yeah, it is money. Um, so that, and as soon as we're done, I'm going to get online and go and check on the uh, Raw from Raleigh because I might just have to make the roadie and go see that. Get you a ticket. Especially knowing what the uh, main event is going to be now. That should be the main event, right? I can't imagine anything else main eventing. Right. Unless, no, they, unless Lashley wrecks it. They want to give me something bigger than that, then, uh, by all means. Yeah. But um, Goldberg may be back. Oh, God. Do no. we, do we re, I wonder if we revisit. <laughs> well, now that we have Goldberg, now that we have Lashley without the title, I guess I'm more okay with Goldberg and Lashley going at it. Because, like we True. said, Goldberg won his soul. Um, and then, of course, they did announce Lesnar. And reigns for in Crown Saudi Jewel Arabia. So, for the Universal Championship right now. So, which we we all expected, but still so crazy. And it said started at one. So yeah, I I probably won't even be able to catch half of the show because I get off work at four fifteen, four thirty. So um, I might just see. I might just be do, doing the uh, scroll through and see what the results are because there's no way I'm going to catch it. So. Um, yeah, and that's why I didn't want them to go through Saudi Arabia because, yeah. you know, you, you're going to – most of the, the universe is going to miss this thing as it happens. And I hate spoiler alerts, and I know it's going to be part of yeah. the business. And it's always going to happen, but, you know, it, it's better to see it and have that surprise because – Well, I hate spoilers before out. the fact. Like, if we were watching a show and it comes up, well, then that's just, you know, part of the show. Is that what you mean, or do you mean like, do you mean spoilers after the fact or spoilers before? Oh, just uh, spoilers when, um, you know, before you have a chance to watch it. You know, the, gotcha. the few okay, okay. who do okay. throw it out there, yeah. and okay, you know, you're waiting to get home, and you know, everybody you know, like at work, don't tell me, don't tell me. Yeah, try to make it home true. before you and the people who you know don't have jobs or you know second shifters or something who've seen yeah. it and they're blowing it up and we know who wins before we even get home because yeah. you know your eye glances down you see the name and the first name you see is the guy who won and that kind of ruins the whole thing. Well, it doesn't help too when like WWE might give out an alert if you have WWE app on your phone, Greg, and they'll be like, you know, alert. But uh, I guess my big thing with, you know, TV shows is when people are like, don't spoil it for me. And I'm thinking, well, people want to tweet out their thoughts about the show. It's up to you to not, you know, put that phone away as far as ways you can and just try your best right. to, I don't, you know, I'm not saying you in general, Greg, but you know, like how people are like, well, don't spoil this movie for me. And I'm like, yeah, but then that, but people want to give their thoughts on it. And I, you know, it's like Twitter, like Twitter is a instant gratification. You know, I don't, I don't wait a week to, you know, give my thoughts on something like you want to give 
it's like you're when you're watching a football game or basketball game, you're live tweeting. So I I'm now when they give spoilers before, like if they said, Oh, Biggie is gonna win the championship, I would be so pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> now that you know, that would be even though they did it, you know, in Raw, our uh, WCW did it for Raw, but uh anyways, so um so your Chargers got the now I forget who you said that. Oh, Cowboys. You yeah, call we got the Chargers Cowboys. Win? Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, the Cowboys just lost another big name. Demarcus Lawrence is okay, going to yeah. be gone, I believe, for the rest of the year. I heard him practice, didn't he? Or he got hurt somewhere. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think he got hurt in practice. But um, I think he's out for the year. And uh, so that's another big thing for us. That uh, that's one major pass rusher out of the mix, and more time for Justin Herbert is bad news for the Cowboys because the guys he just dotted up Washington, and uh, he's not showing any signs of slowing down. He's getting better every game, so I expect another Chargers win, maybe a closer one, twenty-seven twenty, maybe something like that. But uh, yeah, definitely that the uh, we stay undefeated. And I hanging with Kansas City and the rest of the West, who's undefeated right now. So gonna have be in one of the toughest divisions in the league this year. Because the big matchup will be um, Chiefs and Ravens. Because we're gonna have <laughs> Lamar going against Patrick Mahomes again, and I think that'll be and that's Sunday Night Football. So that's gonna be a a good matchup to watch. And I and I'm sure you saw it, Greg. My Colts are gonna be the first team featured on Hard Knocks. In season, yeah. In season. And it's funny because it's starting, like, they're starting the shows in November. And like some people brought up, you think eventually it'll get caught up to live real time. And by then, who knows? We could be <laughs> completely out of the playoffs. Maybe we might be in the playoff hunt. Maybe we might be in a better spot. But that, you know, that's pretty. And the Colts are never a team that you would think, you know, like Cowboys, Patriots, um, you know, even though <laughs> can you imagine like Bill Belichick trying to let hard knocks in there for, you know, in season stuff, we'd probably get nothing. <laughs> we'd probably get a shot. <laughs> right. um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe the chiefs because of Mahomes. like I, the Colts were not on my radar as far. Cause when they said, Oh, hard knocks has a big announcement. I was like, Oh, they're already ending it. <laughs> like I thought they were already ending, you know, this the show because I didn't know how much people were watching it. So it's gonna be uh, no, I don't I don't know when I'll if I'll catch it or if I'll just see what people tweet out about it and then catch it. That's when spoilers are good, Greg. So I can see if people are tweeting good things or <laughs> right. bad things. If they're if they're saying horrible things, well then I just won't check it out. <laughs> so um I'm gonna say, Greg, I'm not rolling with my Colts tomorrow. I'm gonna do the reverse thing. I'm just not going to ride with oh, okay. them, so they pull off a surprise question mark. But uh, yeah, I think <laughs> they lose by seven or more because, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I think we're down. Darius Leonard, Braid, um, Braden Smith. So we're down the linebacker and an offensive lineman. They think maybe Eric Fisher, who was going to be the off the starting left tackle was going to put, you know, he was the big signee from the chiefs, I think. And yeah, he, he was, was um, and I may, 
it's just, there's somebody else that, but of course, no T.Y. Hilton for a bit, but um, yeah, you know, we'll see. <laughs> so, but I think Monday night's going to be awesome, you know, going against Monday. And that's the thing too. Like I wonder, depending on the Monday night football game, where we might see that Roman Usos new day match, you know, great. Cause like last week, I had no idea Eli and Peyton were going to be on Monday Night Football on their own little broadcast, but people were tweeting the heck out of that thing. And now it's coming back this Monday night. So that that might take eyeballs as ways because people were loving it with, you know, and then they had Charles Barkley, I believe, on. Ray Lewis was on there. Uh, maybe a couple other names like popping up. So apparently that's going <laughs> to, people I think were loving that more than the Monday Night broadcast. So. That might, you know, take some eyeballs away from Raw um, as far as that's going. But uh, that's it. Enjoy your day. Uh, Greg, go catch what you got to catch. I'm going to get some food because I am starving to death. I could eat a horse, <laughs> as the too. old saying goes. And uh, keep it real and keep it tight, as they say on Up, Up, Down, Down. Now there's, there's maybe no longer the party. I need to keep it tight. I need that as my signing off. So thanks for watching. Enjoy your rest of your day. Peace.